Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach, the podcast for instructional technology coaches, episode number 53. Today, we're talking about how to survive the end of the year staff development days. I am so thrilled that you guys are here. The weather is getting warmer. It is time for ISTE. We're going to be talking all about some of the stuff that we're going to be doing at ISTE and how we want to meet up with you guys. But first, I want to introduce our guests from the great state of Pennsylvania. I want to bring on Miss Jean Marie McGinley. Jean Marie, how are you today? Welcome to the program. I am surviving Meltdown May. That's what I'm doing right now. So I can't uh, wait to talk about PD and Meltdown May. Meltdown May is something I know too well. It's that time <laughs> where everybody says things like APs and finals and no and see you later. Talk to us a little bit about yourself. What do you do during the day? So right now, um, it's a new position that our district just developed. And I am an, edu- I'm an educational instructional coach, but it's an admin position. Wow. Yes. But I understand why. There are so many laws with COPA, if you think special education. I was, I was surprised that they initiated it as this, but now I understand why. I'm so heavily involved. There's such a law piece to this. And I have a lot of neat information about Google this year and the laws about that it's now under 18 it used to be under 13 that's new this year from a lawyer that i met at pete and Safe. so nice. a lot of change is happening so that you need to stay on top of well that sounds I like have- we're gonna that sounds like a, a show topic right there yes. for everybody i know I, I i can i can see the hands coming up in, in people's cars as they're driving up uh, uh today saying but I'll say, i know i'm trying you're trying to get me to stay on topic so i have my real job is that I have five elementary buildings that I go in and I um, integrate technology. That's awesome. I, I, I not, not, yes. Yeah, so now, now we're now we're splitting topics already. Would love to talk some time about being a tech coach with an admin. There's a new one for everybody. I also want to bring on today from also the great state of Pennsylvania, Miss James, Mr. James, Jim. You can what, say what, what, James what? if you want to. That's fine. James is great. James Gosser from Pennsylvania. How are you today, James? I'm doing great. Doing great. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So I'm the instructional technology coach for my district is the Chamonix district in Langhorne, PA. Um, so just like Gene, I'm not, I'm not an admin position. I'm actually a teacher on special assignment uh, with mine as a tech coach. So my, my daily routine is pretty much I'm, we have the products that we, we use. We try to show our teachers how to, you know, new innovative ways of using them. But again, making sure that technology is the tool. You know, you still have other things that they should be you doing, not just giving them you know, technology to play with. Tim, it sounds like you saw Weston at Pete. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, right. Oh, my favorite book. Oh, my goodness. I am so happy that you guys are here. And I'm glad that both of you said that your job is technology integration. We're going to be talking all about that stuff, especially now that it's the end of the year. And how do we get our teachers to... Let's just be honest, be interested in all of that stuff. But first, I want to share with you guys a couple things that are going to be happening. We are looking forward to the 2019 ISTE conference. I had a fantastic phone call this week with ISTE all about the sessions that we're doing. Let me tell you where we're going to be. If you are at ISTE this year on Saturday morning at 8.30 in the morning, we are going to be doing a three-hour educational podcasting workshop where we're going to be taking 
educational podcasting, how to do it in your studio, how to do it in your classroom. And you guys are going to have the opportunity to be hands on with tools, with equipment, with with, with applications. We're going to run you guys through podcasting from the ground up. I am so looking forward to this. And if you guys are interested, I found out right now we've got 40 people signed up for that, but you can certainly add more. I would love to see a hundred of you guys all show up and support the support the workshop. We have some great stuff that so the podcasting workshop is gonna be 8:30 to 11:30. Then we're gonna take an hour break, which is not something I'm gonna be used to at ISTE, because at 12:30, we're actually gonna be coming back. And between 12:30 and 3:30, we're actually doing an Ask the Tech Coach workshop all about helping technology coaches learn how to create dynamic and amazing professional development. What do I mean by that? We're going to be diving into the how, the what, the where. So if you're a new technology coach or going to be a new technology coach, it's the place for you to be. If you've been a technology coach for a while, we're also going to be doing a hands-on deep dive where you guys are going to be able to talk to everybody around the room and walk out of the session with your own educational technology integration plan. You guys know it. We've been talking about it throughout the year, we are going to be dealing with a, a full workshop on how to create an ed tech integration plan that you guys can take back to your district after ISTE and say, hey, this is how technology integration should be. This is how we'd like to get moving with things. Let's sit down. Let's have meetings. The summertime is fresh. We are so looking forward to all of that. So 830 is our podcasting workshop. 1230 is our tech coaching workshop. And that's just Saturday. We're getting started. I know the show's almost over, right, guys? But on Tuesday, <laughs> uh, sorry, on Monday, we have have a 2.30 podcasting, uh, they call it a lecture, but it's a, it's the one hour version of the workshop. A little bit less hands-on, a little bit less interactive, but just as important for anybody who's going to be there on Monday. So, And when we're not doing that, we're going to be running around. We're going to be working with Microsoft. I'm going to be working with PowerSchool. I'm going to be working with Padcaster. going to be working with iThinkRight. All these great companies that are out there. Look for TeacherCast at ISTE this year. And if you see the back of my head, please feel free to find me, push me, stop me, whatever. I would love to meet you guys. And you can always, you know, stop me over on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach to let me know how you guys are doing. Are you guys going to ISTE? Are you super excited? Let me know over at AskTheTechCoach on Twitter. We would love to hear from you guys. And of course, we would love to meet you. Guys, it is time to get into this subject because this is the big thing that we're going to be looking at as we head into into the summertime with this very podcast. Jim, let's talk a little bit about our tech coach tip of the week. What is our tech coach tip of the week? All right. So... What we're getting at is as the summer starts to get closer, many tech coaches are planning end-of-the-year summertime PD for their staff members. So it's often a struggle to get teachers to attend you know, when they they're aren't contracted to or when there isn't a strong in, like incentive to get them there. So always remember that attendance and ex- uh, acceptance of summer PD is a per- personal choice for the teacher and should never be taken personal by the tech coach. That is absolutely right. Now, my co-host, my regular co-host on this show, Nick, is in a fantastic district where his teachers are expected to complete 21 hours in the school year. And if they don't, then they're required to stay after the, the contracted school year and do as many hours as needed throughout the year. In my school district, we don't have such a policy. We basically make sure everybody gets their hours done through the, the regular school year. And... 
those are two completely different concepts. So let's kind of go through here. Jean Marie, I see you shaking your head. Talk to us a little bit about professional development in your district briefly. Um, how is it done? And is there an opera? Are teachers required to get in hours throughout the year? And what happens if they don't? Big changes that have happened this year. Um, one thing is we used to have trade days. Those three trade days were taken away. So teachers loved them because they had to be there contractually and it satisfied all our professional development development needs. Now, contract changed, that was taken away. So there's no designated time for PD. So what the principals ended up, our administration ended up doing is saying, you know what, you're allowed to hold 13 meetings after school can you imagine how how well this went over? I'm sure. <laughs> 13 meetings after school. So anyone that has to present during those meetings, you can imagine what that's like. So the only thing, the only school that I've seen this really run well and effectively are those that created PLCs. That's it. And then they bring in guest speakers sometimes. I've presented a couple times at their PLC. It's, it's, it's a great thing. So that has eased the pain slightly. Jim, what about yourself? So we still have the the trade days. So we've been doing that. So we have like two days throughout the year where it's either you do some work over the summer or and then recorded. We you know you have to get it approved, of course, um, and then that can trade off to those two days that we have throughout the year that you could either. Well, we, we want to have off, so you basically get that done in the summertime. So it's the day before Thanksgiving, and it's uh, one of our days of our spring break. And then also throughout the year, we just do the, you know, the typical, um, you know, when there's election days, things like that as part of our PD time. Jim, but then, yeah, go for it. Your PD? Who runs your PD? I'm just curious because that's a big, that's a big um, kind of controversial topic in our district. Like yeah. who delivers it? It's usually started out from your, our curriculum directors and then it kind of filters down to the principals and then, you know, figure out the plan from there. Um, one thing I, I've noticed, like you were saying, speakers coming in, stuff like that. We really haven't done a lot with that, with having a speaker come in and actually doing things during those PD days. Well, and I don't think, that, think it's anything fancy, Jim. It's just me. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> well, I know. Well, they want to, they all want to see me. <laughs> so... What I think we can all agree on here is that every district is doing things similar, but also slightly different. So the first question I want to throw out here today is these end of the year PD days. Should we be doing this? Is this something that we should be forcing our teachers to do if they don't complete their 100 hours or their whatever their quota is for the year? Is this something that is positive or should school districts be adding an extra PD day throughout the year? I'll take it for a little bit. I know we've been having that controversy a little bit where our teachers really want more PD on certain things and they're not you know, we're not giving them that time. And I think it should be done throughout the year where there should be more time invested, you know, so that we can do things that or go over things that we want our teachers to understand. Um, so more time would definitely be great. A lot of the times with the end of the year kind of stuff at, at the end of the year, we're fried, you know, so why not start that off at the beginning of next year, you know, to kind of get us going again. I don't know if it's very effective to do things that are for next year at the end of this year. I think it's better at right before the beginning of the next year. Well, it, 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 can it really be called professional development for teachers or should it be looked at as punishment for tech coaches? 
<laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much. It's like, here, it, go it, ahead. It, it, it sometimes can look at, you know, the if the kid does something wrong, now the parents are punished because they now have to stay inside and, you know, instead of going on the vacation or something like it. Right, it, right. it it's almost that because, as you said, nobody wants on June 25th, 6th and 7th to be yeah. thinking about what their September stuff is. Right. And nobody wants to sit through intro to PowerPoint. Correct. <laughs> so I'm not, and that's the other thing too. When you're when you're developing it, it that's what you have to think about. All right, how am I going to engage my teachers? You know, and make sure they're having fun because this is the end of the school year. They're going to be done, right? <laughs> at that point, and, and I know in many school districts that you know, uh, again, it, and I, this isn't Nick's particular situation, but you know, if, if a teacher has is missing three hours and a teacher is missing six hours, then that, does that mean that one teacher comes for a half a day or? Right. A whole day. Like, how, how do you handle things fairly for that? Um, and I'm going to re- repeat, poor tech coach that has to sit there and plan and do all these things when you've got people who aren't quite interested. Right. Um, G. Marie, what do, you, what do you think about all this stuff? You know, you, you are uh, you're the administrator today. So should we be putting our, our tech coaches in a position where they kind of have to perform for people who are just kind of there because they need to? And if so, what should those sessions look like? I mean, are they ed camp sessions? Are they ISTE sessions? Are they here's six hours of time, go fill out this workshop or worksheet. What, what do you think? It's all about your approach. For me, if you're going to do something like that, it has to be something that teachers themselves choose and something that they are themselves are passionate about. So if you're going to do that, you, you want them to choose. So for instance, for me, I decided to, my first attempt at trying technology in the classroom was with Google Classroom. All as I did was post a question every day that year and conversations started, great things started to happen. But what resulted in such a small, simple goal turned into something amazing. So what ended up happening is, and you'll like this, and I appreciate the audience can't see it, but Jeff is in his Philadelphia Eagles shirt right now. So I, that prompted me to tell this story. Well, I asked the students after Jake Elliott kicked that 54-yard field goal that led them to the Super Bowl, I asked my kids to go into the article that I post in Google Classroom and just give me some math stats about it. Their answers were so thoughtful, I ended up taking a picture of what the students responded, and I sent it to Jake Elliott. I totally forgot I sent it to him on Twitter. I woke up the next morning and I had 80 responses. I'm thinking, what? I never get that many responses back. And here, Jake Elliott had responded back saying he drew up the calculation right before the kick. So think about the excitement that happened in my classroom just because I reached out to him on Twitter. And so my world changed, right? Just by using Google Classroom and trying a small goal. Uh, no pun intended. Well, that's more soccer, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that That is an awesome story and, and a great way to, you know, remind our students that our classrooms do not have walls. They don't have boundaries. Anything that we're doing can be used in the real world to create those authentic learning experiences. And, you know, that just kind of brings back this whole idea here of what type of sessions to do and, and really how to make this thing work. The question I've always struggled with is the activities. Now, you had said, give the teachers the opportunity to choose. And the first thing on my mind is, oh, my goodness, if I've got 10 people there, now the tech coach has to create 15 different assignments as opposed to a one hour 
two hour, whatever it is, workshop on a given topic here. Um, what kind of activities should we be doing? I mean, are we going to get people together in the, in the heat of June, early July? And are we really going to be think pairing and sharing? Or are we going to be Chromebooking and all those other things? Like, what what makes a successful day if everybody knows, guys, we're here to spend the time. Let's just get through this. Can I take one thing with that? I Please. Think we we did this thing where, well, I just got got finished with it. Um, well, we just ended up getting a, the program We Video for our district. And what I was thinking was, all right, well, it is getting near. We just got it. So this was our May PD was that one election day. So my idea was, all right, well, I want to I be interested in it is the end of the year. What can I do with it that will kind of help with, with them understanding the product and then how to inter- integrate it into their classroom? So I started just kind of like pulling it to the teachers. Like, you know, you can use this too, so try it. Like, are you going on vacation this summer? Are you doing this? You can create videos with this product from your, you know, because you have access to it. So right. I kind of got into it that way and, and was like, oh, yeah, well, maybe I could take my videos, my clips, my pictures and make a video for my family. Like, yes. Now think about how can you do that with your students, you know, so kind of tailoring it into something that is personal to them, but also something they can use for school. You know, I, I could do that over the summer. And that's a perfect idea. Figure out a way for your teachers. And I always say with your students, put them in a situation where they're doing something personal that they like, that they love. And then you throw the curricular activities in there. Then you throw the standards in. And, you know, for if anybody's going to be at ISTE this year, that's exactly how we're going to be doing our tech, our our, our educational podcasting workshop. We're going to be running around the convention center, making a podcast about whatever topic you want. And then we're going to bring it all together and we're going to listen to it. By the way, again, that's going to be Saturday morning at 8.30. Now, Jean-Marie, you have a a pretty extensive list of things that we could be doing on staff PD days. And I love the idea that you bring up here of kind of compartmentalizing this, like maybe do a session. Like, let's say you're there for six hours, right? Maybe you do a session on screencasting. Maybe you do a session on video. Maybe you do a session on audio or on micro-credentials. How do you see all these little components putting together for maybe a full day or in some people's cases, three days? So there's a lot of great things you can do, right? There's so many amazing things out there. So sometimes we categorize things with technology of things we want to get good at. My favorite PD, though, I like to do is is based on need. So when I was rolling out Google Classroom this year at the elementary level, I thought, what is going to make their life easier? So instead of doing the approach of, you know, teaching them more techie things and letting them try to figure it out, I really teach, like, if you use Google Forms this year, think about how that will save you from grading on assessments. That would be a nice beginner point. Get them hooked. And that's what I did all year. I got them hooked. Once you do something like that, the other idea is, of course, like an EdCamp style, which is my favorite, um, Screencastify. You have to open up, and my theory on PD is you have to open up the possibilities before you roll out the rest. They don't, a lot of times right now, because we're so new, they don't know all the possibilities yet. So I push into classrooms and I show them the possibilities and then my phone rings off the hook. That is an awesome little tip. There's so many tech coaches out there just try to come in, teach the tool, teach an activity, but they don't teach that concept of, ask the possibilities. We talk a little bit about what you should be doing. I want to flip this here because this is the biggie. 
what shouldn't we be doing, right? Like, let's say that you are there and you're faced with, again, one or three days and you might have 10 people the first day. And by the time that third day and that, you know, that six hour third day rolls around, maybe you only have one person. Um, You certainly don't want to do a six hour one-to-one mentorship on somebody three days after graduation when the air conditioning may or may not be right. You get the idea here. So what are some things, Jim, that you would definitely suggest to a tech coach? Don't even think about trying this. Don't lecture. (laughs) (laughs) Start off right away. Just don't. I mean, I've been to so many of them where it's just, you're sitting there and and someone just tries to lecture you on something. that's like, blows my mind? Like I'm not, I'm checked out, so I, 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 <laughs> you know, so, and like, if I'm the one that's presenting, I am not doing that to these teachers at all that like, they are checked out, but I understand that. So you got to keep them engaged. You got to do things, get them up, move around, talk, you know, have conversations, stuff like that. But, exp- you know, if it has, you have that one topic you got to hit, that's great, but just don't sit up there and talk. <laughs> I, I, I often find during these PD, ses- PD sessions, sarcasm doesn't work well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will be honest. I've done this session where you walk in and the first slide says on the bottom slide one of 72. Yeah. And, and you, you just sit and you, you wait to see if they get it and you're, yes. you're waiting for guys. Sarcasm doesn't work. No. And not this summer, Jeff. Come on. You're right. That's <laughs> that is so get. funny. <laughs> All right. So I, I have to go now fix my ISTE slides. <laughs> Um, what, what do you think, G Marie? Like, I, I know for myself, I usually start these summer days by sitting down and just level like, guys, we're here. Let's have some fun. We're all in this together. Let's, you know, like who wants to get pizza at lunchtime? Let's just do this. What, <laughs> what, what do you think? Like, what are the, don't try this kind of rules that you keep in mind? Don't try to do anything serious. I'm not kidding. I would do passion projects. Like, Guess what my number one request is right now of, of workshops they want me to run this uh, time of field year. Field goal kicking? What... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is pitch photos. Really? What's Isn't that? that? Interesting. They're like, will you run a workshop on photos? The other thing that's very frustrating is working with videos. In fact, Richard Byrne is running a really awesome camp in May that's very much based on a lot of this stuff. And so that's really a, a big thing right now. Well, I guess it's over because May's over. <laughs> <laughs> You're up. May's over. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Rich. Okay. But I do like that concept, right? Hey, you know, because you, you can email the people ahead of time. Guys, we're going to be talking about this kind of thing. Do me a favor. Can you just bring in a bunch of digital photos or bring in some stuff? You know, like, take yeah. some video of your kids on your iPhone. I'm going to show you what you can do with it yeah. over the summertime. Because then they're invested, right? And there's something that's going to help them in their personal life, too. So why don't you marry those two, right? Yeah. And then put it together. That's what I like about it. Doing that, stuff like that. That's something they can use for themselves. They can also be that curricular part of it. Tim, you're great at that stuff. Well, thank you. So we have a, I threw this topic out um, up on Twitter. And again, if you're, if you're looking over here, you can, you can go over to Twitter and hit on ask the tech coach is our Twitter handle for the show. And the question here is how do you handle staff members that are supposed to be attending PD, but don't. 
And I'll tell you what, we're going we're, we're gonna to hit that topic when we come back. We're talking to Jim and Jean Marie all about summertime PD. We'll be back in a couple minutes more from Ask the Tech Coach. Friends, before we move on with our show, I wanted to let you guys know I have been in education now for almost... 20 years. And I've seen the changes some students have come to face every single day, whether it's going through school hungry, not being able to see a doctor when they're sick or not getting the proper rest at night. These challenges make it hard for kids to focus on their learning. I remember a story of a student who came to my office one day and she could barely stay awake due to all the circumstances happening around her at home that were beyond her control. I didn't know what I could do and I wanted to be able to help her out in any way that I could. Thankfully, Concordia University in Portland is leading the way with their three to PhD program that helps to combat students' fears, freeing them to pursue their highest dreams. They're revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model that provides groceries, healthcare, and even clothing to students right here on campus, helping them thrive and helping our communities strengthen and grow. Concordia's College of Education offers online and on-campus programs where students have the opportunity to learn about a more compassionate approach to education and see how nurturing the whole student can lead to amazing things. To learn more about how you can help students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, visit cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. That's cu-portland.edu forward slash let's conquer. And use the hashtag nature educate grow. And we are back today talking about summertime PD, how to get everything in. I'm here with Jim and Jean Marie, two great technology instructional specialists uh, from the state of Pennsylvania. Looking forward to doing all these great things at ISTE and seeing everybody there. And, you know, when we left here, we were talking about this whole concept of making teachers come during the summertime. Many school districts do, many school districts don't. But what happens if a teacher is supposed to be somewhere but then doesn't. And I know the answer for this one, but I want to see what Jean Marie says. I'm kind of excited that you know the answer. So maybe I should hold back. I'm going to get a little psychological on you for a minute. Okay. So a lot of times I, in the, you know, I've been teaching quite a few years at this point. So a lot of times I feel like that happens, that resistant happens because they're insecure about a topic I'm teaching. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's math and technology. So I, I have a couple challenges, you know, but sometimes it's that. So I think the other thing is I'm relentless at involving them or pushing into their classroom in the sense that I want them to develop a comfortable relationship with me. And I do think that relationships affect what is carried over into the classroom. Nice. So you're and saying you, it's all about relationships and, and to get people to come. I think that's part of it. What's the other part? She's an admin, so she makes them come. No, I know. That's, that, that's, <laughs> that, Boom, that's why I went to her first. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Jeff? I'm dying to know. What um, uh, l- l- let me let Jim go first. Jim, what, what's your answer? You're. You're, 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 you're scheduled to be with somebody and they don't. And, and the point here is then there are no more days for them to make up their PD. Right. So what do you do? Yeah. I mean, I, that's, I guess, where you take it on the. So I'm not. So on the you have the admin side, Gene Marie. I'm like, I don't. 
So whereas I can't really say to them, like, you have to be here. It's if you are, if you are, if you are, but I mean that I like the relationship part. That's what I try to do with all my staff. Like make sure that they understand who I am, you know, I, I'm working with them and that I build that relationship with them so that they enjoy being with me to learn with me, you know, stuff like that. Now, If someone doesn't show up something like that for whatever reason, then I, I mean, I'm going to try to give them something on their to help them with it. You know, if, uh, like, for example, we use Canvas in our, for our middle school and high school, so I can even build something through Canvas and push, push that out, you know, to those teachers to do on their own and maybe admin, Gene, that's prove it or something like that. And we can get, like, a badging system saying that they, you know, completed this PD or something like that, you know. If they, I think there's even a deeper problem there. Like, what is the reason? What is their reason? And right. I think that question isn't asked always. But really, I would want to know, like, what is your reason? It, it, are the topics not appealing? You know, are you, yeah. are you going through a bad time in life? What's going on there? That's right. all. Yeah. And all those are completely valid. I mean, the, the only answer that I was coming up with is, you know, if, if you have a, a district, uh, I hate using Nick as the example here, but, you know, he's not here right now. If you're <laughs> If you're in a district where at the end of the year, 14 people have to come. Well, clearly, by the time that, that those days rolls around, there's an official notice that goes out that says you need to be here. There's an official list. And I, I think every tech coach I've ever met, except for Jean Marie, is not an administrator. So you kind of have to be in that in that ugly situation to say, hey, dear curriculum superintendent director person, this person was supposed to be here. This person isn't. I'll go let you do your job. And it's not our job to police. It's our job just to report. Right. And you know what happens with those reports. They, a lot of times principals don't enforce those. And then what happens is the teachers all talk about it. And then you're having animosity. We have to be here, but he, he doesn't have to be here, you know? So that's, that really has to be nipped in the bud too. That has to be addressed. Really what we're looking at here. And, you know, really this is the, this is the theme of just about every show we've done. It's about creating a positive culture for digital learning. And that's that's really our jobs. That's why we're here. That's why we exist. That's why we're called specialists. But it's creating that culture in your building, in your school district, in your anything that says, look, this is not a chore. This is this is amazing. And look what we can do here. And come on, guys, let's try this together. I know it's 100 degrees inside the classrooms these days, but, but, <laughs> but let's go with that stuff. Now, I want to switch a little bit here from talking about those end of the year things to, you know, the fact that many tech coaches right now are thinking about August. And this is the time of year where they're planning things like boot camps. They're planning things like let's get together and take the Google cert test or let's get together and, and do some kind of a fun ed camp or unconference or something like that. Um, what advice do you have for anybody trying to put these things together? Because, again, it is a culture thing. Some school districts have 90 people show up over the summertime and some don't have any what what's your advice jim when trying to put together these midway through the summer let's just get back together hooray yada yeah. yada i would say it comes to even working with your admin to kind of develop these things because a lot well for my district a lot of it comes from you know the top down kind of thing of what's going to happen over the summer whereas i think i would like to throw in some ideas there you know and get them ready for this and understand what i think they need to get going for next year, you know, and then, but also when we do these PD sessions or whatever, and hopefully, you know, they allow it to occur before the school year starts, making it that something that's going to be fun, interactive, that they're going to want to come to, 
you know, not, not something that like, I just have to go here for, for this reason to learn this curriculum or whatever, more of like, oh, this is going to be great for my, for my school year. You know, this is going to help me out. I'm going to add on to that thought. Exactly. It has to be purposeful. Yes. If teachers love, it's either has to be fun and engaging where they're learning something new or they're checking off that list. Teachers love to get things done and check and get things checked off yeah. or make their life easier. So I agree. Uh, I, I know some school districts that try to get as many of the 25, whatever it is, the hours done over the summertime. You know, they'll run an ed camp. They'll run a boot camp day. They'll, you know, they'll actually do a couple different versions. So that way teachers can get their professional development out. Or at least the concept is come on into the building where the air conditioning is. We'll give you two or three days of just sit, work with the tech coach, get it done. I'll give you the hours. And now when September comes, you're off and running. Yeah. That's where I would like to go with it. <laughs> you know, do make, you f- make it, but make sure that they have something that they can work with. Now, do yeah, you guys run summer? T- good. Yeah. Sorry. One thing I do is, um, I, you know, I look for patterns. So I keep every person that I, every project, everything in Google keep, and I love it because what it happens is it allows me to track patterns. So for ins- for, ins- for example, this year, I noticed that the third grade teachers were kind of like, you know, not initiating a lot of tech and, you know, Google Classroom. So what I done is I went throughout the district and I taught a lesson that incorporated three different technology pieces in an actual lesson that they were teaching. And I said, let me, can I teach this for you? So a lot of hard work on my end, but the result of that was significant, right? Because I didn't even know you could do that. Well, wait, this is great. I could use it for this, that. So that's what you need. And also, too, I think what helps is if you have, like, I develop tech teams that kind of tech tech leaders. So I have a district tech team from each building so we can kind of discuss things. And then they help me out in buildings. What's the need of your building? So it's a buy-in. It's buy-in in the beginning, and then it kind of, uh, you know, ignites after that. We would love to know what you guys are thinking about this topic. We've been engaging a lot of you guys off on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. We would love it if you guys would reach out on Twitter and let us know what your professional development looks like. Are you sitting there this week trying to put together stuff for the end of the year? Are you planning on things to do next year already? Are you even working on your new teacher orientation stuff? That's a topic we're definitely going to be getting into over the next few weeks. But first, I want to know what you guys are thinking. Jim, do you have any last advice, right? I I want to ask you guys, like, what is your advice for any new, let's just start with new tech coaches, right? Maybe this is the first summer that they're running into or the second summer, and they're trying to do something that's going to be building that culture. Not everybody like G. Marie is doing is has been in a district that has that rapport with teachers, has that has that culture going. Jim, what what advice do you recommend for any new tech coach that's out there just trying to be innovative? I think the best thing would be to get to know your teachers, you know, get out there, meet them. You know, I know, like, if you say you're the only one in the district, well, it's tough to get around to everybody, but try your best. Get into their classroom, say hi, you know, get to know them, get to know about them. Because the more relationship you build with them, uh, the more productive they'll be for you uh, and working with you. So that would be my suggestion for that. Jean Marie, what do you think? What advice do you have? Okay, can I do something fun? <laughs> so for me, what I do every year 
is I do something new that I've never tried over the summer. So um, like last year, I decided to learn how to surf. And I'll tell you, you're probably like, where the heck is she going with this? Well, I did that because, no, really, because it teaches me what it feels like to do something new where I have no background knowledge. And it reminds me to be patient. It also reminds me what teachers are going through when they learn something new and what my students are going through when they're learning something new. So I think it's perspective. So that's just one tip. I think you should just do something new this summer. All right, Jimmy, you, you, you got me on this question. What are you doing this summer? Oh, no, I didn't get that for yet. Oh, gosh. Oh. Can I tell you what, Isti? How about I follow up? Anyone that's following me on Twitter, I'll have to uh, I'll have to think it's or I'll take suggestions on Twitter. <laughs> We're going to do an Ask the Tech Coach skydiving event. <laughs> Into ISTE on Sunday morning. It's going to be fantastic. It'll be, it'll be absolutely great. Yep. I bet we can build that. <laughs> yes. And by the way, if anybody's interested in doing that, we'll give you PD hours because it's the summertime. We'll, we'll, we'll be all right there. We'll, we'll just, Jim's going to be working on the autocrat. It'll be amazing. It's, it's <laughs> totally fun there. <laughs> Guys, we want to say thank you so much for being on the show. This is Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 53. All of our shows are going to be in our archive. And I want to end today by saying I am so excited because either before or after ISTE or sometime, we're actually going to be relaunching our entire Ask the Tech Coach brand. Our Ask the Tech Coach website's being completely redesigned, and we are going to be relaunching our Ask the Tech Coach mastermind in the middle of August, just in time. If you're looking to do that, we've got some great plans and packages for you guys. You can, of course, head on over to teachercast.net slash mastermind. Learn all about it. We are looking forward to having you guys as part of our mastermind next year, and we've got some amazing things. Don't forget that if you're a tech coach on ISTE, we're going to be doing our Saturday workshop at 1230 to 330. Yes, that's right. Saturday for three hours. Um, Instructional Technology Coaches Roundtable. We're going to do a whole bunch of stuff. I hope to see you guys there. Jim, where can we learn more about the great things that you're doing and how do we reach out to you? Yeah, you can check me out. I'm on Twitter at at Jim underscore Gosser. Uh, I've also started up a uh, Instagram that I'm starting to work with a little bit called at Innovative Dad with the the number eight in there. <laughs> we will make sure we have oh, all the links to that. Fireside chats too. It's amazing. <laughs> yes, there you go. Fireside chats. Ah, the quilt, the quilt on YouTube. I'm working on that as well. Let's <laughs> see. There's more show topics here. There you go. <laughs> Jean Marie, where can we find uh, you? And please don't say the ocean. Uh, I... Um, you can in Ocean City. I will be in the ocean. Um, at JM underscore Ed Coach. Nice. And we want to know what you guys are doing. Again, check us out on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. All the archives are going to be over at AskTheTechCoach.com. And even if you can't make it to our Saturday afternoon workshop, we would love to have you find us on Twitter. You can always hunt us down at Ask the Tech Coach. I would love to meet you guys and learn what you guys are going to be doing this coming school year as instructional instructional technology coaches. And that wraps up episode number 53 of Ask the Tech Coach. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And on behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, thank you so much for joining us today. Keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.